It's nice to be doing this in the comfort of our own homes, isn't it? Separately. Oh, there's a bit of delay. Yeah, there, yeah. Watch out for there's that. A, oh. No, no, it's after you. Have, <laughs> it's not going to um, work. You, you just no, go no, first. You, no, you no, first. You, <laughs> Honestly, you go. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and my podcast partner in crime, my co-driver, my wingman, my sidecar, my weighted comfort blanket, my muse, my superventricular tachycardic heart, Mark. Sounds, sounds like an et- epitaph. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, and common sense. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, I haven't done that for a while, <laughs> then our work here is done. If you haven't already subscribed to us, then please do so, as that way you'll never miss an episode, or at least never not be aware our episode's coming out, which doesn't mean you won't actually miss an episode, and that's pretty much down to you. Well, today, I got an email from Sam Harris, who I have subscribed to, and I've paid. He's monetized yeah. it, hasn't he? Yeah. And I'd forgotten about Sam Harris. You know, paid. on about him paid, last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't been listening to him. Oh, right. And he did... Um, yeah, I got the email as well. Did you Did you listen to it? It's a great... It's, no. only, it's 28 minutes. I've got time e- for that. Even you can do that. Yeah, probably could. Um, it's very good. I'm thinking of doing something similar. In fact, probably the same. I'll probably do what um, What's the Face did the Vice President, Vice President Nick um, oh. Martin Luther King's speech. Yeah. From Playboy. Well, you lost me. I got a bit fast then, didn't you I? You have, yeah. Just, Kam- just calm it down a little bit. Kamala... Harris. Kamala Harris, yeah. Yeah. Hasn't she made well. a speech recently? <laughs> Hasn't she made a speech recently that was basically one that Martin Luther King did back in the day and she sort of plagiarised oh, it? Did she? Okay. Yeah. No. Might be wrong. Might have to edit this. Didn't, didn't Ivana completely plagiarise um, Michelle Obama's speech? Yeah. That was like a word yeah. for word as yeah. well. <laughs> plagiarise is that the right word? Yeah, it? it's a great it word. Uh, so coming up in this, he didn't let me finish my intro, but it was fine. It's it was fine. an appropriate interruption. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. Warm up and stretch. We've got some um, catching up to do. A couple of bookmarks in work-life ballet. We're investing in us and also investing in Bristol, which we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. We've been waiting. We've had this one in the bag, haven't we? Yeah. I think it's about to fly. Is it? Hmm. Don't, don't build it up. <laughs> Please. Oh, oh, oh. Well, no, I've got, oh. I've got a good news story, haven't oh, I? Have you? Can you see my Insta story? The clothing. Actually, I'm busy today. I've got a job. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we have, yeah and in brain food we're off to vegas again we're definitely off to vegas this time yeah with you've, notes. You've, you've come in with your uh copious your, yeah with your big wadge of uh material yeah oh you've narrowed it down to three pages <laughs> of, of both sides printed in small type <laughs> oh okie dokie get, get a bit of coffee in right <laughs> so how are you all right you yeah. seem very bubbly today yeah i'm not i don't want to yeah like i'm now gonna sort of like try and Say, no, I'm not. Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> trying to break that. Suggest time. I'm... Um, why am I bubbly right. today? You could just tell. Yeah. We've got I, tells, haven't we? You I, came in and said, I've washed my hair. <laughs> I said that so you'd washed your hair. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't announce that I'd washed mine. No. <laughs> that sounds vain. <laughs> Shout it from the rooftops. It's been a good you. day. Which is true. It was a very good observation. Hmm. Yeah, I said it's a new year. Yeah. New me. Only shower of the year. So I thought I'd go for so it. So far. I think two things. One is preparing this stuff on the vagus nerve mm. and then listening to a podcast about a woman talking about the vagus nerve yeah. made me feel quite like proper because oh. normally it's like, like seat of reached, the pants, isn't it? Right. You'll go, now Mark's going to talk on this. <laughs> Reach <laughs> the big leagues. Yeah. Big um, big boy pant podcast territory, right? Yeah. And there was a lovely tie-in that would have just been so, so classic, except the very final bit of this wasn't true. So I'm going to just leap to the first paragraph of Vegas Nerve. Now? Now. As a little just as a lose bouche Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah, great. This was the first, this is my paragraph. I actually wrote it like properly. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so it said, several pods ago, I referred to the Vegas Nerve in glowing terms, as if I'd just found a panacea for our mortal struggle. And despite my usual ebullience, I thought it might be worth doing some proper research, rather than just launch into my usual scientific diatribe, that is at the level of the old school show Magpie, or how. Or how. Yeah. So how, back in the day, how exclamation mark was um, a magazine type program. And they did the greeting of the Native American. Oh, how. Right. So that's why he did that. I was looking into it because I thought if I'm going to reference 
a retro show, yeah. most people, because I was looking again at our geographical spread, there's going to be, I'm guessing, some people in Tanzania that didn't have how. Yeah, most likely. Or other places. So they then made how to, but the number two, which I thought, I thought was a bit, yeah. yeah. And that included Carol Vorderman, oh. which I didn't know. A young Carol. Well, younger than she is now, because <laughs> it was 25 years ago. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know how How's much that work? time travel. <laughs> so, and I said, although that fact may fascinate you, it coincides with me discovering that Carol Vorden was a diddy man. Vorden? Vorderman <laughs> was a diddy man with Ken Dodd. Is this like being hit by a machine gun tonight? So, you know that. So, <laughs> I had had a discussion with someone and we had talked about Ken Dodd and the Diddy Men. Oh, yes, yes, And yes. they'd said, oh, yeah, the Diddy Men were puppets. And I said, no, the Diddy Men were real. Were, were they real short people? Well, this is what I didn't know. So I thought okay. I'd look it up whether they were real short people or whether they were children. You know, a bit of deep nesting on the internet today, yeah. haven't you? So <laughs> we had this discussion and... Um, my friend that I was talking to was entirely right. Most of the TV shows had mm. puppets. Yes, yes. But on his stage shows, Ken Dodd had working people. And it wasn't clear who was in it, but it did say on Wikipedia, Carol Vorderman was one of Ken Dodd's diddy men. Oh, okay. And I thought, perfect circle. Yeah. So I looked it up and Carol Vorderman won Fancy Dress Prize on Prestatin Pier in the 70s, right. dressed as a diddy man. Okay. She never was a diddy man. Oh, it's another one of our uh, urban myths urban then. Myths. But when I started looking into... It's not, um, not a popular one. It's not what I've heard. <laughs> no. But when I started looking into Ken Dodd, I just felt a wee bit uncomfortable. It's, this stuff was of, was of a time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is that what you mean? What, I don't know, he, just... The fact he was using small people as... Were they small? I, I still don't know who the Diddy men were. I didn't... Oh. I, I stopped when so I realised the Carol... Just his humour. Yeah. I just think that, yeah, he was quite a strange character, I always thought. I always yeah. felt when I was watching him on the TV, just a little bit unsettled by him. Uh-huh. But, and he had a tickling stick, which always made me... Yeah. He did come up with a good one-liner, though. He said with his tickling stick... A lot well, of just people... one good liner. Yeah. <laughs> 60 years of comedy. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> well, which was? Well, he was a scouser, wasn't he? And all scousers <laughs> are inherently funny. That's <laughs> true. His line was, someone had said, my tickling stick is sexual. And he went, that's just a fallacy. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. So, um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Apart Have from you just, introducing um, put, pardon to... the expression, but you've just blown your load too early. I've done my introduction. That's just an intro. Because that was, this was meant to be a tease and you've just, you know, it's about half the podcast gone. But people have heard Panacea for Our Mortal Struggle and Their Hope. I did like that, yeah. yeah. Beautiful wordsmithing. Thank you. Um, I might write you my depressing poem later if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> or read you. I said write you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I know I what you've got know in mind. You're, you're, any, you're not made of wood. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> You haven't seen my test results. <laughs> Testosterone, you said it's average for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Oh, we've got lots to get through. So, um, uh, where are we? How are we? You're good, right? That's yeah, good. you're good. Yeah, not bad, thank you. I've had a day of talking, so this is just what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for... My... Now, this is this is what you got me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you, you said the other day, um, I've got your Christmas present, but it's not coming until like the 2nd of January, whatever yeah. it was. And I totally forgot about it. So um, the postman delivered this this morning, which, so and I had to check it was you. Yeah. It had to be because no one else would. Bother. <laughs> oh, yeah, one. But um, you've bought me a subscription to Viz magazine, mm. which is awesome. Thanks. Good. A couple of things. It comes in like a clear bag so okay. everyone can see, <laughs> which is okay. I mean, it, I was joking on text, wasn't I, saying, I'd, mm. have you just got me Do a most subscription? most of your magazines coming in <laughs> <laughs> wrapping then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, because I made a joke about it. Was it you who sent me the Razzle subscription? Yeah. yeah. But my, my, my other magazines just come in an envelope. They don't come yeah. in. Yeah. I don't mind. It's not, it doesn't really say much about you if, if you read Viz, does it? But no. I'm familiar with it, but I don't think I've ever read one, ever. It was always... Okay. And I always knew about around Yeah, it was always you... the older kids on the bus at school had them. So I was aware of... They probably don't have them anymore, but I was aware of the fat slags. I'm sure they probably... Yeah. Do they still have them? I is think this, so. Is this gone... Is Viz gone PC no, these I days? So. I don't No, I love the letters. I um. I was reading out, I got a Viz annual, which I loved for Christmas, and I was reading out the letter page. Yeah. And it's just full, it's almost like if you don't get it, you'll never get it. Yeah, yeah. And my girls were going, that's just stupid. But yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Cool, pleasure. We're not going to talk about the pandemic. No. I had, I was going to say. there's plenty of people doing a lot of that. Yeah. I just wanted to point out someone we're kind of familiar with, Ivor Cummings. Mm. I'm just going to mention his name mm-hmm. and go and check him out. He's also known as the Fat Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put a link to them in the show notes, and that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Okay. Can I have one one say without talking about it? 
How are you going to do that? <laughs> By the power of mime. <laughs> yeah, interpretive dance. Here I go. Did you get it? I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't, I couldn't possibly describe that. So I was going to put up an Insta story and then I thought better. I don't want to talk about the pandemic. I don't We're want not going to have to. an opinion. No. So I'm going to tell you what I didn't say. Okay, oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's, because, that's and the relevance of this is that we talked some time ago on several pods about the power of retrospection, of going, actually, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, I think we talked about it on lockdown one, about how if we'd known there was going to be a lockdown, not stocking up with toilet paper, but we could have thought, I'll get a bit of food in, or I'll fill up my car with petrol yeah. just in case. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, not panic buying. Sure. I heard someone today, it was Sam Harris in his, in, his, uh, in his monologue, and it made me think, the first person in the UK to die of COVID was February of last year. Okay, officially. Officially, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we've had a year. Sam Harris then mentioned Moderna, and how basically they came to their way of finding the vaccine like over a weekend. They went, we're going to try this. They'd been looking into various things, but literally it worked that quickly. So I went back and looked at Moderna and looked at news items, and it's true. Like literally in the spring, Moderna were going, we're setting up trials in April of X number of people to test this vaccine. I didn't know about that. I didn't know it was... So in July, they had completed their first tests and going, we need to test more, but this is looking good. Mm -hmm. And what went through my mind was a year ago, someone died from COVID. Six months ago, a large... Well, not large, because Moderna's small compared with Pfizer, but but an advanced pharmaceutical company went, we're well on the way here, guys. Mm -hmm. Nobody in this country has organised people getting an injection in their arm yeah. what was it today that um yeah right. i also have said that it's not gonna there's not going to be any vaccinations on a sunday and it's like this is a, this is a pandemic we could we could be doing this 24 7 we could just have it at every yeah. mcdonald's apparently there's eleven thousand people sign up to volunteer and they've yeah, got 277 of them through or something but you've it's seen just, some of the questions they have yeah. to ask like links with terrorist organizations yeah, they, and things i heard like someone on the radio going I, I've been putting needles in arms most of my life. He's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, and his wife did it as well. And he said, I've answered all the first questions. I, I submitted them all. Yeah. yeah. And then I went through a job. It was the second round. And then there's all this stuff on radicalization. It's just like, it's beyond me. But they're I not using those... pharmacies and pharmacies do the flu jab. There is something wrong with this. Yeah. There's, there's 11,000 pharmacies in this country. And I looked it up. It's, it's like the, the ball is on, on the goal line, right? The goalie's yeah. knackered on the, on the penalty spot. Yeah. And it's just no one's kicking the ball over the line, are they? No, Johnson's trying to head it. But <laughs> diving header. I was looking at flu jabs last year, and I might I, I looked at this quickly. There was something like, and people can correct me, but I think there was around 14 million flu jabs. Mm-hmm. The flu jab season is quite small, isn't it? You don't get flu jabs in May, June, July, August. It's, it's around pre-winter and then just into the mm-hmm. winter. So 14 million were done, mm-hmm. and that's using pharmacies and doctor surgeries. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing today that, Ashton Gate Stadium as being a vaccination centre. It doesn't make sense to me. We've known for a year. We, we could have this plan worked out yeah. two months ago. When the vaccine is approved, yeah. everything goes. Why now are we interviewing mm-hmm. volunteers when we have the vaccine, yeah. when we've known that the only way out of this yeah. six months ago was You're getting right. a vaccine? It's, it was it's always coming, unbelievable. It? Yeah. And you're looking back and going, when the vaccine comes out, what should we do? As a government, what should we do? What we'll do is we'll start recruiting people. No, no, no. Recruit them in June. Mm. And if you never use them, it doesn't yeah. matter. They won't mind. It's just, this is beyond me. This really made me angry today. We, they haven't even planned something that they've yeah. had a year to plan yeah, yeah. for. Yeah. Inexcusable, isn't it? Is that, is it was, was, that, was that everything that you weren't going to talk about? I just want to... <laughs> <in> my, <laughs> I'll tell you what, on the last podcast, I was pissing myself. I went... It was your own joke. No, no, no. <laughs> it was the intonation in one of your words. It was brilliant. It was... Um, you want there's a few uh, stories you wanted answering, and you went first. First of all, I missed a really good joke because you went about um, the guy falling off his bike and getting arrested, and you went, "Were they related?" And that was a great one. Oh, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I didn't go. Right. I was going to go. They were like conjoined twins. Yeah. And then I said, "But I have got an interesting story about the pamphlet." And you went, "How long?" And I went, three minutes." And you went, <laughs> "Reckon?" <laughs> it was eight and a half, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Edited. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that summed up our year. 
you asking me to say something briefly. And like this, the pandemic yeah. that I'm not even going to yeah, mention. We'll, um, we'll cut all this out, don't worry about <laughs> Absolute wasted breath. Yeah. I found a little quote, it's a bit random. Okay. There's a drummer I follow called Benny Greb, mm-hmm. a bit useful on the old skins. Mm-hmm. And it kind of occurred to me, he's kind of linked music with life stuff, I guess. So he said, the key to success, being adaptive and flexible. If it doesn't sound right, change it. So just talking about, you know, drum style, musical style, whatever. But that can mm-hmm. apply to anything. I was caught, thought it was quite nice, you know? Just say it again. The key to success is being adaptive and flexible. If it doesn't sound right, change it. Okay. And we kind of adopt that at work. You know, we just try something that doesn't work. We just move on and do it, to do it quickly. And that happens in music all the time in terms of style, yeah. musical yeah. styles and Try, try a drum fill or a chop and if it doesn't work you just try another one and try it again or keep mm. you know just you don't have to keep doing the stuff that, that you don't enjoy doing you know so yeah. i think it's um, yeah. it's quite simple and probably sounds quite obvious but i quite liked it it was um i've just listened to harry and megan's silky you're so into them now i can't i knew you were a closet monarchist and they I had um, <laughs> brioni i always get her name wrong brioni brioni Bri- i want to say brené because it's got Brené-y. accents yeah isn't it? Brené was Brown. Brown. Yeah. We're good with names. And so that that was my little quote that I was going to bring to the table Mm. today, which was she was saying something about her workplace and she said, one thing we've done is unlearn and relearn. And I thought that's quite interesting because we always talk about learning. And I was saying for my new year, like learning and being better. Yeah. But I think that bit of unlearning is almost as important. I kind of talked about that, taking stuff out. Yes, exactly. Just the stuff you don't do is often just as important. I guess that's a similar thing. Yeah. We did touch on uh, a little bit of climate change, didn't we, and cows and um, Mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Then, I don't know where I saw it, it must have been on Instagram or something, but Wired had an article, classic kind of, uh, I just thought it was bullshit, classic kind of clickbait title, but it says, this book catching a mask for cows could slow down climate change. I was like, shut up. <laughs> and it's like methane from cattle accounts for a significant amount of global warming, which it does. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I didn't say in that podcast. On alone, it's about 16, 17%. When you apply it to land use, I can't remember the actual proper phrase, but mm-hmm. it becomes really big. But so startup Zelp has has a comfortable and stylish solution. I'm gonna show you a picture of this. What is that? It's a cow with a mask. But there you go. <laughs> shouldn't it be over his bum? No, it's about it's about burps, not about farts. Oh, okay. Bear with me. There are 1.6 billion cattle on Earth, and their burps and farts are becoming a big problem. Mm-hmm. Cows expel methane, a colourless and odourless gas, which is approximately 84 times more potent than carbon dioxide when it comes to warming the planet. As a result, according to a recent report by the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy, the combined greenhouse gas emissions of America's 13 largest dairy companies are equivalent to those of some major fossil fuel giants. Zelp, a UK-based company, has developed a potential solution um, in the form of a burp-catching face mask for cows, designed to reduce methane emissions from the cattle by 60%. percent mm-hmm. Come on. The mask fits comfortably on a cow's head with a zip tie. I mean, it basically looks like a, a cow with a, a gimp cow, with a a gim mask on. How can a cow do a zip? What? No, someone puts it on for it. All right, okay. Her. Her. Well, you can have boy cows. You can have cowboys. <laughs> oh, you can God. have boy cows. You can have cowgirl. Forward or reverse. No, 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 let's move okay. on. Um, the mask fits Fits comfortably on a cow's head with a zip-like tie mechanism allowing it to be adjusted. My mum listens to this. To various cattle and <laughs> head <Yeehaw>. sizes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, rawhide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> or in case you don't get any of these references, the Virginian. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's old. 70s. Oh, yeah. Showing your age. Can I talk about this cow mask, please? Yeah, well, you have. <laughs> <laughs> You're bored. You're just trying to move me on. Yeah. Um, I'm almost finished. Okay. It is applied to the cattle after they are weaned, usually six to eight months of age. Oh. And it sits next to the nostrils, allowing the tool to capture methane from their breathing, belches and burps. Around 95% of the cattle's methane emissions come from their nostrils and mouths. Okay. Interesting. This, this bio- yeah. biologist explains. The technology detects, captures and oxidizes methane when it's in- exhaled by the animals. Be interesting what the filter is, because we had this discussion the other day when you were chucking copious amounts of coffee crowns out and starbucks always have it don't they please take these to improve your garden oh that's right and you said you could give yourself methane yeah because you have um yeah you have form in this in this yeah so when the mushrooms have gone through the coffee they remove the methane and part of the growing process so you can put, you can put mushrooms straight in there because they remove that but if you just shoved it on your garden it's probably yeah. not so good yeah. right i mean it does it is a soil improver but it does actually give off methane we used to, to sell coffee grounds to local farmers after the mushrooms had been in it because it was a high level. It was more than just a, a soil improver. 
But yeah, no, that's interesting. I hadn't realised it was that end that was the problem. Don't even think about the other end. No. Sean Baker. No, I've only watched that film you sent me. I need to catch up with that podcast. Sean Baker's on Joe Rogan. That was the two-hour one, which I loved. Okay, I need to get into that. The video is brilliant. We we did put a link up to it, but it's really good. Yeah. And it just made me think, and I wrote a little bit, not as kind of as nice as yours, but I thought this is a great example that if every farmer to consumer supply chain has such a considerate, compassionate, progressive, science-based, sustainable outlook as the example he gave in that in that video then the world would be in amazing shape, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is one of the things sometimes on the pod that I go, wish there was some way I could grab five minutes of everyone who's listening to this. And, and just, just have a look, yeah. Just, just say, just watch this for yeah. five minutes. I felt so warm. And ironically, I went back to the person that I'd had the original mm. discussion about. Right. And he went, that was just gorgeous. Yeah. And I went, it makes you want to be a farmer. It, yeah. Oh, you texted me that, didn't you? Yeah, but he said the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And it's just, it was a lovely five minutes yeah. of just like, what the world should be about yeah. and it wasn't there with an undercurrent of no, it wasn't. trying to sell no, something it was, it was it was fascinating and i think you even think about education if that was played in school i would have been fascinated by that yeah. you get into biosciences wouldn't you yeah. in yeah. a heartbeat watching stuff in like five that, minutes it, it summed up what a good farm looks like yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's proven and it's possible that i guess a symbiosis can exist between carnivores and vegans industrialists and environmentalists alike yeah play to win mm-hmm <laughs> you've looked up no i haven't actually <laughs> his races i haven't but um you had you said you had a story about the race it lost was it a fix was he mugged off i reckon i can do this With in three minutes Stewart's inquiry <laughs> three minutes yeah. yeah go for it i can't do it in three minutes i'm not gonna run out of tape no <laughs> okay so few of us bought share in it in your racehorse in your racehorse when i was a bookie and how much did you pay just out of, out of oh. interest you allowed I, to divulge? I, it wasn't a lot. And of course, is this when it, it you was kind of tell all your nearest and dearest? Oh, no, I didn't spend much on it at all. <laughs> the, the, um, guineas? What's a gu- oh, how much? Oh, yeah, a guinea is like guineas, um, a pound and a shilling. Oh, God. So, that doesn't help me. <laughs> so it would be a, a pound and a twentieth of a pound. Okay. So a pound and five P. I don't know what the guinea... I think the guinea was that, that it was invented because like the other the extra bit was like a tax or a tip or something. Oh, okay. Anyway, I can't remember how much I paid. That's the honest thing. The only one thing I could remember was that what I was paying for its upkeep was more than I was paying for my own upkeep at the time <laughs> in terms of food and right, lodgings. Yeah. You think, what's this thing eating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine wines and caviar by the looks of it. Snails by the, well, by did the you speed have to, of it. Right. I guess did everyone, so if you buy a horse, say you buy 15% of a horse, do you mm. then contribute 15% Yeah, everything. You just, everything is split you by, your, sh- you, by your share? Yeah, you're a consortium. Okay, cool. Before I had that, I used to race snails, and they didn't do very well, so I took the shell off, but it just made it more sluggish. <laughs> so I'll put the, I'm putting a sound effect in there. You're not stopping me doing that. So, <laughs> so and I did it on breeding. It was, it was bought because it, it was related to a derby winner, and okay. the derby being the ultimate mile-and-a-half flat race. It okay. was... And I saw something in that. So, yeah, I'm going to be brief. First race it ran, it came about 10th of 16. Uh And the trainer rang me up and went, it isn't going to do any better than 10th out of 16. We don't expect much. Uh But it has got some potential. Second time it ran... What did you say to that? Bucky, you better try a bit harder then. No, it was sort of like... Are they they lowering the bar for you? You know what I mean? It was was basically saying we'd raced it in quite a good race. We didn't expect anything, but it's run okay for its first run okay. for a two-year-old. And when you think like horses at two years old, having that power and that. So second race rang up. And of course, it didn't Is that why a... it was small? Because it was two years old. All the ones it was racing <laughs> Are they against fully were grown? Two. Are they fully grown? Oh, I don't know how it works. Hold on, they don't do age groups for horses. Um, horses are horses are horse, right? Yeah, but it was racing in... No, yeah, yeah. So you can't... There are some races that would just be on age. So are they, are they full size at two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Take your hand there, it's about my waist. (laughs) So second race, he went, I think we're on for this. So he put it in what's called a selling stakes. Mm. And this is always a risky business. A selling stakes means the horse goes up for auction at the end of the race. Huh? I know, it sounds daft. That sounds upsetting. It sounds upsetting. (laughs) But the thinking, the selling stakes is a low quality race. So basically, even if you win a selling stakes, nobody really wants you. But you have to give that option. And because it hadn't run very well in the bigger race, he went, but I know it can run well in the selling. Mm. Nobody's going to want it. It'll just come back to us. Okay. Of course, there's no internet, so there's no way of actually keeping in touch. You get the odd phone call or a letter right, going right, right. like, you know. 
oh, you wait for the Racing Post to come out the yeah. next day. <laughs> well, we listened to the commentary, obviously, because I was working in the Basin shop. So the commentary uh, yes, came, course, and it, it, it went down an awful lot in price, which suggests there was a lot of money going on it, probably from the stable, because people know a horse is going to run well. It isn't. Right. Some of it's fixed, some of it isn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've just got a horse that on paper doesn't look too good, but on grass looks better. Right. The commentary was basically into the final furlong, play to win, two two lengths clear, and I'm there, you know, big cigar, glass of port. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, beyond play, shift at the time. <laughs> play to win, a length clear, late finisher from blah, 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 this other horse. Uh-huh. Getting close, getting close, photo finish. Ooh, exciting. Lost the photo. Uh. One of the things was that the... Had a small nose. <laughs> yes. why, nose. why the long face <laughs> <laughs> if only a long face um anyway long story short there was an apprentice who was on basically a work placement from south africa from the same stable as my trainer riding some absolute no oh, right. who Just... absolutely rode the bollocks off it and beat mine so everybody's going like no then i think it's maybe the first three that go up Cheers. for sale it then went for auction and there was someone there going yeah i want that horse that came second started bidding for it so the trainer you ha- have, had to you- outbid him to keep his own horse or my horse because obviously i didn't want it sold or we didn't yeah, the consortium right. God, it's very complicated it's very complicated yeah. so anyway i'm sort of going like i've told all my mates you know what i mean this was yeah, yeah anyway yeah third time it ran yeah. <laughs> i was on my stag night in lamont my stag oh, week we've talked about that yeah we? yeah so, so you're picking grit out of your thigh yeah right? well this was progress <laughs> this was the day i got back it was racing so i'm yeah, still right. in customs being right. held <laughs> have we come have we done that story i think i might have mentioned it because the, the, the wheel you've stolen well the wheel also my boat and bike was crashed yeah. Also, there was about six of us in the back of the van. Right. And also, we had a Anything lot of... Anything else to declare? We had a lot of police do not enter tape, but that was from a prank. I'll tell you about that one day. So anyway, when okay. we got through customs, there was a lot for them to, <laughs> to look through. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, it's the 3.30 the at Newmarket. Mm-hmm. Never got... Rep- out. Of course, the bugger won. Oh, right. So that was that. That was the one it won, but you missed. Yeah. So it came first and it came second, which is, is good. If yeah, yeah, your yeah, horse yeah. racing isn't something to invest in and, huh. and make money from, so... Did it, have a nice, did it have a nice life after its racing? It went jumping. That was the thing I said to yeah, you. Did, yeah, yeah I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever got over one. Oh. so. But I think it was just retired did to a change? nice meadow. Yeah, I'd like to think. And that. it just frolicked. Did it change it? <laughs> did they change its name? Not try to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no hope of winning. Yeah. Close but no cigar. Okay, work-life ballet. We had a little um, section the other day talking about Invest in Us, didn't we? Yeah, I like that we, title as well. Yeah, uh, we talked about having our blood tests, mm. which we have now done. Yes. And we both have the results. Mm. I literally it's just got It's nothing serious, them. thankfully. <laughs> so yeah, what well, you literally just got, what? Yeah, li- like literally just before. Oh, just before you came here. So really efficient. I thought the, one, good, isn't it? the one thing as well was it, that... It took longer to come than it did to do and yeah, get... Yeah. Twenty-four hours. I posted mine at four o'clock yesterday okay. and got the results by yeah, five o'clock today. No, it was good. we did it because we were look, we were talking a lot about vitamin D, mm. talking about how much you take, yeah. and I take some, but we've no real idea mm. um, how much is staying in us. Yes, right? yeah. I guess it's all just leaking yeah. out somewhere. So we thought we'd do that. We added. Um, do we add cortisol in? We added cortisol. But yours didn't. Mine didn't come through. Testosterone. We added. We added in there. I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And then I think we've got 17 or 18 biomarkers done. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is, I think the, the interesting thing in terms of getting that done is that it's that little bit about effective altruism. It's sort of putting your money where your mouth is. It's fine mm. sitting here and going, you should have vitamin <laughs> D, you should take yeah, these yeah. tablets. And then if I get a test that goes, you're deficient in vitamin yeah. D, then it I need leaking. to have a close look at myself. But, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I got the results. Literally, I haven't really... Fully looked at them. Have you looked at the vit? I'm, I'm interested to see the vitamin D ones. Are we comparing and contrasting? Well, I don't know. It's not, it's not a competition. A competition. <laughs> <laughs> if I beat you on vitamin D, I'd probably run around here with the, my top over my head. Honestly, I think I would. I'm not competitive, but I'd definitely rub that one in your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Yeah, I only want to compare the ones I'm good at. Oh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had lots which were literally bang in the middle yeah. or bang on average. Okay. And I just felt really average. 
But I guess that's all right, isn't it? You want to be in the middle of normal. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I just, it was just it like... It doesn't like uh, up to the red... Literally yeah. trying to bleed myself out. I could have died. I lost so much blood. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing was, I, I thought that would summarise our two approaches to life. Like, I didn't read the leaflet. Oh, you didn't? No, I used three lancets, sticking needles, still like some sort of voodoo doll. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't read the leaflet like a, for all the things yeah. that you should have done. It was like a scene from Reservoir Dogs, was it, when you <laughs> yeah. finished? Yeah. Um, so what was your magnesium? God, this is great listening, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This is like uh, Top Trumps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One moment. Uh, magnesium. Hold on. You see, I, just, just while you're looking, I don't yeah, know no, whether this is something where it says borderline high. I'm thinking, do I want to be borderline high? Yeah. Or is that high as in, oh, too much magnesium, you're going to... Set yeah, off security that... gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're more metal than uh, Barry Sheen. M- Mickey. Metal Mickey. Yeah. You should love that. So what about magnesium? Yeah. Mine says normal. Me too. And it says 0.85 mm. <laughs> MMOL. Yeah. I don't even know what these things mean. Yeah, there's two. In, there's, it's a bit like I was saying with vitamin D. There's two. There's MMOL and there's something, I think, NCG. It's, okay. I don't know why everything in the medical profession seems to have to be measured in two different units, but I guess <laughs> yeah. it's like inches and centimetres yeah. and stuff, isn't it? Okay, 0.85. Yeah, I was 0.9. So hand me over your magnesium card. Okay, yeah, you take that one. Okay, so I'm going to lead. Come in strong with me, vitamin D. Best of three, okay. <laughs> Okay, my vitamin D, the average for my age, because obviously yeah. we're being marked on different averages. This is 60 to 64. What is? It was this bloody teenage. The, so what's the that's average? Like, that's why you win everything. No, no. Because you're just better because you're, you're good at it, but you're even better because you're older. I know how it works. No, no, because my... <laughs> Mine would look brilliant as well if I just up the bracket, wouldn't it? No, you know I'm not mean? saying for where I come with all the other oldies. So the average for vitamin... We're just, we're just comparing you, just move the goalposts. It's not about age. We're just, we're just having a look at what we've got, right? Right, well, forget the age then. So what's your vitamin D? 81.5 mmoles, mmoles. You need to get out more. 124. That's good. One last one. Well, we'll choose one more so each. So you're not... Bought, yeah, so 175 to 180 is borderline high. Yeah, so which is interesting because the amount I'm taking, I yeah. don't know whether there's an age thing. I'm, I'm high up in the normal, but I'm not... Mm-hmm. you know which which is in some ways a good thing if i'm taking a high dose yeah but it isn't i'm pretty confident i wouldn't have been there if i hadn't have been taking it every day which i have for well 73 percent of people of have covid are deficient and the deficient mm-hmm. amount is a lot less than mm-hmm. than we've got um what else we'll talk about cholesterol on another day because there's good and bad cholesterol cholesterol gets yeah. a lot of bad press so i don't well, just this is a comp- the only thing i'm going to win at is the cholesterol <laughs> Because no, mine's really high. Mine's gone in the red and off the charts. Mine's But high. we're not going to talk about that. No. Okay, you all right. Can, you can choose one more. I think my cholesterol's as high as yours. Why don't we take ferritin? Because it, make, it makes me laugh. It's got ferritin. It's got ferritin <laughs> in it. Um, so the amount of ferritin in the blood reflects the total level of iron stored within your body. Okay, so this is good because with my iffy stomach, I thought I'd, you know, some might be inflamed. Yeah. But uh, mine says normal 173 UG. Yeah, mine's 74, which is very low. Yeah. Often caused by iron deficiency. Does it say low? Does it actually no, flag no, no. as red in, or you, you're within normal, normal but yeah, yeah. it's low? So maybe I need to just have a little have look more. at And I think this is the key thing on this, is that you have some... Because you'd, no, you'd have no idea, no. would you? And it's like, you might see people who go, I'm deficient in iron because of X, Y, and Z, or, you know, women who have heavy menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a whole number of physical considerations where you could go, oh, I need to up the iron a little bit. But I didn't think about that. And I'm thinking, I have a lot of red meat, so I just, I'm fine. Yeah. And I am, it's in But the, also your body might process it in a different way. Exactly. So and now I've got It just that. doesn't keep it, for example. Yeah, which will be really interesting because one of the things they're doing at the moment is selling two tests so that you can do in about hundred in six months' time, have a yeah, comparison. Right. Yeah. So I think one of the things I'm going to do and maybe do it through the pod is go, yeah. this is a bit low. I'm going to find out why I'm low. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out what the repercussions of being low are. Yeah. Although it's within the normal yes. group. I don't I mean, want iron going down any further. to worry about. No. By the looks of it, which is good. But um, No, so that would be interesting. And it's an education as well to yeah, know definitely. about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll just take one other random, I don't know, what should we do? Uh, calcium. I'll tell you what, I'll just spin my phone and wear Oh, testosterone. <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. No, you go first. Um, Bearing in mind testosterone does go down with age, so I am going to use the age thing here. I am just over average. Whoa. Mine is 18.6. Good. M- 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 Mammals? What are you then? 38.7. Oh. 
Huh? All right. It's fairly high on there. <laughs> you are in the... Yeah, I said, have you got any that are kind of high in... That's, that's red. Yeah, but that's good high. That's like... That's the, the big strong emoji, isn't it? You know, the arm emoji, the, yeah. the bicep emoji, that it, is. This is as good as getting an A in English literature. Yeah. I did I did feel like I was looking at my own results. Do you feel really manly? Yeah. I feel like... Less manly? <laughs> but then you haven't had 40 like a, years of being in like the gym. I feel like a prepubescent boy right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do the whole of this podcast in I like that. I feel like a pre-boom. In that sort of Charles Atlas pose. All joking, so well done for you. Yeah, thank you. But all joking aside, all joking aside, this is more important than other than the, the sort of jokey bit of this. You've been serious now. So yeah, no, no, no this is really serious. And this isn't about, I'm pleased it's high because yeah. in a way, the reason I mentioned that is that that is the biomarker that is the biggest indication of what I am doing physically okay diet wise because to get to that level mm-hmm. you have to do stuff so so testosterone is something like we've said there there's a linear and always only one percent a year or whatever mm-hmm. yeah this is something that i've actively tried to keep up through intensity of training and i think it isn't just oh he's high in testosterone and all the sort of obvious jokes that those aren't relevant i mean who'd make such <laughs> yeah, yeah such crass <laughs> And your pubescent <laughs> boy with his coffee of viz. <laughs> Sniggering with but, Finbar Saunders. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that when we were saying, when you were saying last time, one of the things that interested you was sarcopenia, mm. we've been flagging up things that you can actually, not you, one can yes. change. Yeah. For that result to show that I've, that in a way that that justifies a lot of the things that I'm doing, because without any steroid use, without anything else, I've been able to turn back yeah. something that deteriorates with yeah. age. Yeah. And then, so so the, so the sort of badge of honour on that isn't, oh, my figure's really high, but it it, it becomes a, a confirmation that what I've been doing yes. has been positive. Yeah, that is a really good What thing. I would then like to do is look at the other markers and go, okay, you need to look at yourself on one or two of the other things. yeah. 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 If your iron is yeah. ooh, a little bit close. And it's good to know it's not mumbo jumbo as well. And they have yeah. this fob, you know, I've, lots yes. of people could have done that and have no no one to talk to, no ref, no point of reference, yeah. no one to compare it to. They might have to wait 180 days to do the next one and get some yes. kind of, yeah. but so it's good to know that yeah. it's come out as you'd expected. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. And other things that haven't quite come out. And I don't know why I would be so dubious of it. You know what I mean? Because it's a proper it, lab, I, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, not yeah. someone guessing. <laughs> some bloke. Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. We started about this as investing in us. So now what yeah. we've done is we've got hard information that we can work on. Yeah. And we will go into cholesterol at some other stage because it is very misunderstood. But my cholesterol has to be kept artificially low through right. statins. And uh, is it? No, but I've stopped taking statins. Oh. Because obviously I know more than doctors and consultants. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not <laughs> as pro-statins as well, you're, well, again, you're aware, aren't you? Yeah. And so I've looked at this and I've made surprised. a decision. Okay. You've made your decision why you stop statins. I'm going to go back mm. onto the statins, mm. see what happens to my cholesterol. Yeah. And if it if it matches what it should do, yeah. then I've made an informed decision. Yeah. And I am invested in me. The other invest in as part of our mm-hmm. invest in us series. Talking about investing in Bristol. Now we're going to be a little bit more no, not going to be a little bit more. We're going to be more Bristol centric, more Bristol focused. Yeah. Yes. It's Obviously, where you're born and bred, it's something that's been my home for 20 years. Yeah. It feels good and right at this time to kind of to support local, think about local. And, you know, we talk we talk about the environment a lot, don't we? So yeah. I think kind of connecting literally with our environment and the people and things that are in it and the ecosystems that are in it. Um, that's something we're going to do. And we did this, we, we made this decision a while ago and we almost put it in one of the other pods, but we thought we'd give it a bit of time. But there's two organizations we've decided to support yes. as a pod yes. this year. Yeah. The first one's the Soil Association. Yeah. Which um, you alluded to four or five ago, I think, briefly. Um, yeah, we obviously talked about the environment a lot. We kind of talked about that thing we put on in Instagram, the the bug in the soil, and yeah. and just it's interesting how we, how important the soil is. We touched on it with the the food as well, yeah. and, the, and the cows. Yeah. And um, if you're going to start anywhere, if we start with the soil, <laughs> yeah, and and go on from there, then it is probably the best place to start. And because without really, that we're all screwed yeah i mean there's the, lots of things that without that we're all screwed yeah. but soil is really really important yeah we have subscribed to them so for those who don't know the soil association was formed in 1946 and it's the only uk charity working across the spectrum of human health the environment and animal welfare they campaign for change they support farming innovation they serve healthy food and look at healthy food programs they help to grow the organic markets um, i mean a lot of the food gets has soil association 
Yeah. So certification, yeah. which probably lots of people have seen. They work to develop world-leading standards in food production and food processing. Uh, they protect the forests and they do lots of other things. So we'll yeah. probably be dipping in and out yeah. of what they're up to yeah. and following the campaigns that they do and just kind of try and give them a little bit more. And that ties in also nicely with what a discussion we had a while ago and I've been saying about the mushrooms, about yeah. the area of land in Bristol that had such a good oh, yeah. um, quality of soil, but then they put a car park on top of it. Yeah. Um, that was to do with Avon Wildlife Trust. So again, another right. local. Yeah. Yeah, so that fits in well. The other one, do you want to talk about the other one? I don't know that much other than it's called Bristol Cable. Yeah. And it's a, a free paper and they sort of sort of advocate having a sort of subscription more to support them and their work rather yeah. than you're not actually buying the paper per se. I think it is. Yeah. So the Bristol Cable is 100% owned by thousands of local people. Yeah. They produce quality local journalism in print and online and it's free to access for all. Yeah. This is from their website. Together we hold power to account through groundbreaking investigations. We campaign for change and we amplify marginalised voices. We are rooted in local communities, but part of a global movement to reinvent local media. We are not for profit. We're led by our members and we don't accept corporate advertising, which we're kind of all for. And we've talked yeah. about... And I've read some of their articles in the past. I mean, really impressed with the, yep. the nature of it and the, the areas they challenge and yeah they've got a, a podcast which is really good and we've, we've talked about media a lot haven't we yeah. you know how everything is just you know so polarized and no one's up for debate and mm. you know it's most of the arguments are often driven by larger agendas normally yeah. driven yeah. by the usual money yeah. grabbing yeah. mother lovers out <laughs> there so um so again it's local and we just thought we'd um we'd get involved with but not just money but we'll try and you know i think one of the give things them a, give them a shout out yeah yeah so yeah i mentioned to you um just before christmas going into a plant shop what for a crane or a bulldozer <laughs> you can join in if you want <laughs> I'm here um, a week. So it was <laughs> with Ken Dodd's support. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's I think it's pronounced Mila plants. Two reasons. One was that I actually spoke to the guy, which was like big for me speaking to the person in the shop. But he spoke to me and forced me to reply yeah. by being nice and polite and yeah, that engaging. Went better than you thought it might be. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going. Okay, I'll I'll talk to you. <laughs> Um, hiding behind a plant yeah. <laughs> can i help you sir just silent you won't notice me behind you won't notice me giant african rubber plant wrapped around my face yeah. <laughs> come out of that venus fly trap um anyway we had a conversation and things escalated quite quickly in terms of, i mentioned the pod because mm. i was looking at something called bristol made i really like this guy his called sam his insta stories are quite inspiring mm. i find his text yeah. inspiring i find a picture of his plants inspiring and this was the the point that i was wanted to make from this and the second story is i don't necessarily need any more plants but i can certainly buy some and either give some to somebody or have them myself or you know whatever so it isn't like an either or it isn't like mm. or oh, i could get something better on amazon it's like if i buy something and this guy's obviously had to shut his shop he's had to yeah, set up a website yeah. To, yeah. to sell everything He's doing free delivery over 25 quid. really nice. Has he just knocked that up like, recently? I know he's been adding to it recently because he's good. been it's putting really all his stock on it. Uh -huh. And I just it just inspired me. I think he was going free delivery over 25 quid. And I'm thinking, that's a lost leader. Mm. But you almost have to have free delivery now because people are going, mm. I can get free delivery on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just felt when I was there, just a little bit more virtuous. And it just felt, and also we've been talking about the natural world and the plants mm. there are gorgeous. So that was, that was Sam and as I said we had that discussion of possibly doing a podcast in collaboration with him mm -hmm. and the shop yeah, unfortunately yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. eight weeks of lockdown have maybe stopped that as a location but mm -hmm. some, something we can take forward but the last bit was the picture I did on my Insta story from Illicit yes and this is a clothing brand in Bristol and they just popped up on one of my Instagram feeds and they just I just like it I just like the word Illicit I just I like the stylizing of the logo mm -hmm. i just thought rather than go yet again down to jd sports <laughs> yeah um and get yet another t-shirt that you know with somebody else's logo on that isn't actually relevant to my life so anyway ordered a couple of things and i ordered them at about midnight i sent them through and there was an offer as well like if you spend 20 quid the, t the two t-shirts were, were half price mm -hmm. which is again it's a really good offer there mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that was midnight at half past 11 the following morning mm -hmm. i got an email going here's a picture of your t-shirts delivered outside your door mm -hmm. and so it's all like oh well, i do amazon con convenient 
This guy had got yeah. it from <laughs> his house to my house in 11 and a half hours. Yeah, it's good. It looks really good and it's good quality and I'm going to buy some more. And then I thought, but I don't need any more for myself. So it's like the plants. I'll buy it. Get, not you, but I'll give it. No, I, I wouldn't I'll, expect about my you got your bits, yeah. That's a year's <laughs> worth. But do you know what I mean? I thought, well, just support them. They're trying. Yeah. They're local. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I'd like to embrace stuff that's yeah. happening in Bristol and be yeah, more it, of a voice. Uh, we're back in Vegas. Yep. Uh, first rule of being in Vegas: nobody talks about take your mates. <laughs> yeah, all of them. <laughs> Private joke. Yeah. <laughs> it will be edited are. anyway. <laughs> I'm leaving that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't influence people. Yeah. yeah. I know every time I say this, you look at me and go, you don't have to say this. People know you're not a scientist or a doctor. I think it's always good to remind people. I think it's good to remind people. It's a, I have it's no get background. out of jail free card, isn't it? Well, I think it was one of the things so when I, I was... We don't want anyone following this advice. I mean, cool. The lawsuits. I think what I want, I think what we want is to become a catalyst for people to go, I'm interested in that. Yeah, people doing graffiti and leaving their name on the, but you know, we don't want to encourage things no, like that. Bad practice. Yeah. I've taken, I've taken a lot of time. I've done a lot of research. I've listened to podcasts, but there's always going to be two sides to every story. And that was one of the things that was interesting about Sam Harris today when he was doing his sort of look back on 2020, mm-hmm. saying exactly as we'd said in some ways that, that the extremities are as bad as each other. So he was saying the sort of woke cancel culture yeah. is as bad as the extremities of the Trump culture. Yeah, that, that you're basically yeah. meeting. It isn't. You shouldn't be either or because if you take it to to its far end, yeah, that's the only bit I'm saying. That the Vegas. This is an eye opener. We mentioned it before. We'd left it hanging a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some relevance to me yeah. personally in terms of my superventricular tachycardia. Mm-hmm. jump in and ask questions i think I, I think i know enough to be able to outline it i don't know enough to be able to uh, answer my questions yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but I'll, I'll ask them anyway so i looked at all the various um descriptions and i like this one that someone said the vagus nerve is a squiggly shaggy branching nerve connecting most of the major organs and it does when you see the pictures of it it's a big old you know mm-hmm. looping thing right yeah. sets up in your brain whereabouts is it so it starts in your brain and goes down as far as your colon so it's a great big nerve Legit. that runs through you yeah yeah it's massive oh because when you were talking about you I thought haven't... it was like this tiny thing <laughs> yeah you know, just to submit in the back of your head or you where your neck you know and then you know a bit like the motor neuron and yeah that's what i was kind of thinking it might have been there because of course you've talked about the brain heart and gut yeah and i just thought oh that's telling something that i didn't I, literally like think telepathic the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah no fly, it is fly it's, by wire it's like a I whole d- number of branching nerves going out yeah so there is a physical connection it oh, isn't okay. just so it's not like one wire it's lots of a combination yeah. of lots of nerves and all sorts which yeah well it's one particular nerve. so it goes down on the left and right side of the body um, oh, cool. And interesting, I, I thought, why Vegas? They say it's the wandering, so like a vagrant, because it sort of wanders uh, amongst okay, the, yeah, the yeah. organs. It's Vegas maybe comes from some Latin mm, meaning mm. vagrant or wandering. Okay, um, cool. So the thing was that we discussed before, which I think we were right on, despite the fact we didn't know it was um, a squiggly shaggy. <laughs> it li- yeah, it's uh, Latin for wandering. It's largely responsible for the mind-body connection, and this is the bit we were saying. And I think both you and I just thought it was, as we say, telepathy, and it isn't, it's actual physical stuff i love this as well someone said it's the role its role is a mediator between thinking and feeling Mm. Um, and then said mention that when we were saying gut wrenching yeah but this person said also when people say trust your gut and again interesting it's your nerve and Mm. they should be saying trust your vagus nerve because that's it's cooler isn't it yeah start saying that in meeting what does your vagus nerve say about that (laughs) well soon this will be like everyone will be talking about it yeah um we're going to talk about stimulating the vagus nerve and I, i guess that's okay. the one thing I struggled a bit with when I was reading was was the stimulation to make it work better or more efficiently or was it to wake it up? So I'm going to give examples of how you can stimulate it. Cool. Because I think one of the things we want was sort of takeaways on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the nerve listens to the way we breathe and it sends the brain and the heart whatever message our breath indicates. So breathing slowly, for instance, reduces the oxygen demands and mm-hmm. our heart rate drops. This was the one thing that fascinated me. We were talking the other day about the smelling the flower and the blowing out the candle. Yeah. And in some of the mindfulness I've done, it says five seconds in, seven seconds out. So is that disrupting your normal pattern? It's slowing it down to about six breaths a minute. So your body, five to so six your brain goes, oh, no, hold on a minute. Yeah. Why are we breathing slower? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, sorry, but I'm, the, the out- I'm, ex- I'm always excited <laughs> about this because I really love this subject. So the outward breath is the one that slows the heart rate. But we're going to talk about fight and flight or freeze in a minute. But okay, one of the cool. things that that I was thinking, I was thinking, oh no, if it's a big thing, people go take a b- deep breath in. But the deep breath isn't necessarily to relax you; it's to prepare you. Yeah, yeah. you're about to go on stage. Yeah. Deep breath, here I go. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be in a tug-of-war team. Deep breath, we even do this in training, don't yeah, we? Or yeah. pull exercises, you take yeah. the deep breath in. Yeah. So the outward should be, if possible, longer. Mm-hmm. And so that gives a message then to the brain. We'll refer to this in a minute as the parasympathetic nervous system. I think the better way to call it is rest and digest, the chill-out nervous system. So what happens is, is that the more we do to stimulate it or activate it, the more we banish the sympathetic nervous system, which is the flight or fight. But I do want to put freeze in because one thing I've been doing on mindfulness, it isn't just flight or fright. There is, we talked about the bears. You know, do you yeah. run from a bear, do you fight it? Yeah. Or if you're cornered in a cave with eight, you freeze and you just give in sort of thing. Right. So this is the whole thing. It's about the vagus nerve is giving a message through your breathing. One of the things which is just going to kick on very quickly, but I'm not going to talk about, was uh, the link with the gut in terms of the microbiome, because that's something that we've heard about. Yes. So here's another thing that I would like to say that we might try. I drink kefir a lot, and this was Mm. basically going that the good bacteria in your gut are then having a very positive effect. Yeah. Um, but you can grow your own kefir. So that's next on my list of things to start. Isn't it like milk? Yes, but you put grains. They're called grains, but that's they're almost right. like bacteria. And once you get it going in the milk, it... You can, it a bit like yeast, you can kind of keep... It keeps... You keep, keep growing it. it. keep growing yeah. it. Yeah, I just thought for our business idea, there we go. <laughs> a kefir <laughs> farm. Well, we wanted doing something natural, didn't we? Um, <laughs> so one of the things it was saying here is the most important function, or one of the most important functions of the vagus nerve is called, is afferent, meaning bringing the information of the inner organs to the brain. Afferent is the name mm. of coming inwards for a nerve, I think. So this suggests that the inner organs are major sources of sensory information. And I put here on my little list, we have more than five senses. Mm-hmm. And we do, because we, yeah, we are taught at school, you have five senses, that's ridiculous. Your instinct, the feeling, <laughs> the messages that your gut yeah. and your colon and your stomach are giving to your brain is another sense, isn't it? Yeah, it's another look, yeah. You can have an instinctive sense, you can have an intuitive sense. Yeah. And I thought this is quite interesting. Why are we taught there's five in th- terms of like, that's it, don't go looking mm. for any more. Um, and I'm saying, obviously, that, that the gut has the largest surface area. I mean, it's like miles, isn't it? And it's yeah, sort of, yeah. even the bacteria, well, the organisms such as bacteria and yeasts and viruses and everything that actually lives in your digestive tract weighs more than two kilos, which I hadn't, you know, I just think bacteria being almost like yeah. invisible little things, but there's two so, kilos of these things actively working. Wow. So hmm. very, very quickly on the functions, then I want to get onto the stimulation yep. part. So number of different functions. It's sensory from the throat, heart, lungs, and abdomen. It provides taste sensation behind the tongue. Movement functions for the muscles in the neck, responsible for swallowing and speech. So it is very much this rest and digest. It is the whole process of eating and everything. Vagus nerve has an influence on that. And it's responsible for the digestive tract, respiration, and heart rate functioning. And we're not going to go in, although I've made notes, basically there's a massive link between the vagus nerve and the heart condition that I had for those 11 days back yeah. in November. Yeah. Some of the things we're going to say about how to stimulate are actually ways of stopping SVT. Right, okay. So we mentioned the communications between the, the brain and the gut, which is what we said before. Mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier today the stress hormone cortisol and adrenaline in your body. The vagus nerve tells your body to chill out by releasing something, acetylcholine, I think it's called. So the vagus nerve, the tendrils from it, and this is the thing I think that both you and I hadn't realized this sort of physical element to yeah, it. Yeah. The tendrils that the nerves have give instructions to release certain enzymes which actually calm you down. So if you have a stronger vagus response, mm. you're sending these signals out to your body. Um, and so one of the increased things that they found, sorry, one of the decreases is decreases of inflammation, which is interesting. By, by relaxing, by calming it down. Yeah. So it was saying that inflammation after injury or illness is normal. And we had this talk about Brian as well, yeah, the yeah. difference between rest and rehab. And, you yeah. know, it isn't always just stretching sometimes. Sometimes yeah. having the pain and everything is there for a reason. Yeah, sure. There's a vast network of fibers all around your organs. The, the message it gets from the gut goes to the brain and says, send out neurotransmitter 
that regulate the body's immune response. So it basically tells the gut saying to the brain, I'm in a bit of trouble here, and the vagus nerve goes, this is what you need to do about it. Right. And one of the things we'll touch on in a couple of minutes is one of the thing, one of the neurotransmitters that's released is serotonin, yeah. which is key for sleep. Yeah. So this is, the, this is when we get down in a minute to how you can stimulate or activate the nerve. Right. These are sort of the real life things so a lot of the stuff we're talking about here is sort of things that happen just like breathing and your mm. heart beating you don't have they just happen to keep you alive sure what we're saying about this is this this is happening but you can influence it yeah. so you can make the vagus nerve it's better doing it for you doing. or you can you can make it change yeah yep. but it actually said that overstimulation of the vagus nerve is the most common cause of fainting so it's called vagal syncope it's the way your body responds to stress. So an overstimulation of vagus nerve causes your blood pressure and heart rate to drop like too much. Blood flow is restricted to your brain and you lose consciousness. So it's it's often people go, I don't like the sight of blood or I don't want to get a, an injection and think, oh, I'm not good with those. But it's actually the vagus nerve that's sending a signal out. Yeah. Everything slows down to such an extent that, that you can end up fainting. I think I had vagal syncope when I got the pheasant out of the packaging at Christmas. Okay. Because its legs were tucked up in it, up its own arse. And as I took off the wrapping, it, all the, the legs just kind of unfurled from its back end. And I just went, oh, oh, and I kind of went you, white. You aren't the bravest, are you? No. <laughs> Delicate flower. Yeah. And then I just had to stand there. I, li I thought I was going to faint. So I, 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 um, I didn't stand there going, oh, vagal syncope. Oh, vagal syncope. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I know what it was. Yeah. Is, it knocking, is it knocking you out so... You don't have to look at that thing anymore. You know, is it, do you know what I mean? Or is it just making you feel so unwell you stop doing that thing? I think it's overstimulated in terms that the, the way I read it is that if it's the chill out, if it's, if it provides that sense of, it was one of the things I read was saying about, and I know this from the mindfulness and the five seconds in, seven seconds out, but one of the things they were saying about this slowing down your breathing mm. to around six in and out breaths per minute. Yeah rather than I think it's like 12 we do normally. Okay. Our breath is a lot more. Yeah, yeah. You don't actually think that you're breathing, are you? No, if I start thinking of, about it, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, or you'll change the way you breathe. <laughs> yeah. And in some ways, there, there is some work on, because I said to you with my heart, I was looking in terms of vagus nerve stimulation through you know devices. Yeah. But I thought the first place to, to look at was how you can do it yourself, basically. So mm -hmm. the deep, slow breathing yeah. is an obvious, free, easy. Yeah. We've already touched on that. Yeah. Other things that have actually stimulated laughing, singing, humming. And it's interesting, some of the sort of yogis and some of the religious ceremonies where humming is quite a, you know, a big thing. And, and the, is it in yoga, you sort of, um, you know, that yeah, sort of, yeah. they mention yoga and acupuncture. Yeah. Um, and interesting, after what we said last week, splashing the face with cold water. Mm -hmm. actually stimulates the vagus nerve okay. so yes we come full circle that the people going have a cold shower for a yeah. minute yeah, yeah, are yeah. doing it for maybe physical type reasons but yeah. it ties back to the stimulation of the vagus nerve yeah. so the physical benefits come from a mental process yeah. if you see what i mean yeah and that's called um, a diving reflex if you splash cold water on your face from your lips to your scalp line this yeah. simulates stimulates the diving reflex of just diving into water Yes. This slows your heart rate, increases blood flow to your brain, reduces anger and relaxes your body. An additional technique that stimulates the diving reflex is to submerge your tongue in liquid. <laughs> Drink and hold lukewarm water in your mouth, sensing the water with your tongue. So there's obviously sensory things here yeah, that are yeah. stimulating. And I guess these are probably even going back to sort of way back in the day mm. when, I don't know, when we didn't have any of the other causes of stimulation, but certain sort yeah. of natural resources would, would yeah. the one response you don't want to do when you dive headfirst into water is to start panicking and have a high heart rate. Yeah, yeah. You want to have that element of control. Yeah. And the one last sort of summary on this that, that, that I thought was very good was it says regulation of the nervous system relies upon the Goldilocks principle. And I like this as the takeaway. We recognize we are too hot when we feel keyed up, anxious, irritable, or panicky. Mm -hmm. We do. It's that physical yeah. spiky. Yeah. I still my jumper off for that very reason. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out. But we are too cold when we are shut down, depressed, or feeling hopeless. God, yeah. Isn't it? I'd never yeah. even thought of that. If I was in, you know, I a just low thought it was place. the heat was off this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but you can be in a low place and everything feels grey and a bit shivery and a bit. Yeah. And there's when you can't, yeah. When, when, at those times when you can't get warm. Yeah. No matter how yeah. many clothes you put on, you're generally feeling a bit. But shit. anxiety is hot. It's those sort of like hot flushes and those hot sort of that yeah, nervous yeah, sweats. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. So 
Sometimes we alternate between the two, which is like driving with one foot on the gas and one on the brakes. Like you, yeah. <laughs> no seatbelts off. off. <laughs> Practices that regulate the vagus nerve to aim towards either relaxing or re-energizing ourselves, depending on what is needed to feel just right. And I thought that sums just it up. Right. Balance. Oh. Amen. Amen. That's good, actually, because I text Brian before we recorded today okay, yeah. and you started talking about that and it's, it's almost like you knew. Mm-hmm. You just knew, didn't you? <laughs> Instinctive. You know, Arthur Bogwhistle, mm. you know, who said we were titting about. Yeah. I think he's, he just needs to... Uh, Splash some splash. water on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have another listen. Yeah. I think he'll realise that the future is, is about titting about. Yeah. Well, we, Things we, are too we're serious, we're aren't multi, they? Well, yeah, but we're multidimensional, aren't we? We've, we basically mm. brought the economy in Bristol back on its feet. Yeah, by you single-handedly buying plants. Acran's <laughs> <Is that what laughs> yeah, still a lot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just imagine the house is full of leaves. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to us and give us a five-star rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast, and you can send us an email to I'mFineCast at gmail.com in the next episode. Well, you tied it up beautifully. You talked about rest, rehab, and recovery. Mm-hmm. I got Brian on the... Uh... Has he said yes? No. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said no Perfect. yet. You didn't ask him so long I ago, am, did you? I'm winging it and putting this in. Well, I say, Brian, we have to do it because I've recorded it. Yeah, and I looked on his Insta and he was saying, please just think about doing virtual virtual work he did didn't he yeah yeah so which shows number one that i read his instagram mm-hmm. and secondly he'll be delighted but basically he he now has to because he's actually yeah. said publicly you should be investing in virtual communication yes, there we are he's literally so crying out himself for... up. <laughs> yes, isn't he? like a kipper what does that mean and we got i don't know yeah. are we right we're done we're done cool see you in the next one see you bye bye